Hello and welcome to this week's episode. The topic of today is all about being alone versus loneliness and I am so ready to talk about this because it was just such a pivotal thing for me to realize and come to terms with after my massive heartbreak breakup that I've spoken about before on here. Um, so yeah, we're going to get into that. Firstly, the dogs are in the room again. Not sure if they're needy or just nosy at this point, but you know, we're just going to roll with it. All right. Just to keep the peace with it all. So if you hear any noises, it's just them. Anyways, um, so I don't really have a life update, just a recommendation though. The book me before you i know that there's a movie but there's a book that it's based off if you don't know by jojo mayo's mo's i don't know i butcher so much english it's ridiculous but it's it's really bloody good um it goes into so much more detail than what the book does i don't know like ah it's kind of like with the twilight thing you know you have the movies but the books are just so much better so anyways i highly recommend that go read it i am currently inhaling it. Okay, so this episode is all about being alone versus loneliness and kind of how to love being alone and learn how to love being alone and all the incredible benefits that you can gain from learning to enjoy your own company. And I'm not talking about living in complete solitude here. I mean, if you have like 10 kids, my hat goes off to you if you have 10 kids, but you know, if you have a really hectic house life, you know, all your family's under one roof, you know, you've got a lot of people around you all the time. You should always seek to find alone time, even if it's just for a few minutes a day. Okay. So you should always want to have alone time. And I'm going to kind of teach you why it's so important and actually like how you can enjoy it. Cause like there's quite a bit to cover in this episode. So I want you guys to feel excited and motivated and want to be alone by the end of it, even if it's just for 10 minutes every day. Okay. Which I know some people, it does sound impossible, but trust me, it's possible. Okay. So let's get straight into today's topic. I think it's I think it's important for each of us to not only embrace solitude, but also relish in the experience and actively seek it out regularly, maybe on a daily basis here, you know, dedicating time to being in your own company. All right. So this practice is a huge step to your journey of self-love and happiness. And here's why. By doing so, you are reclaiming control over your life. All right. So let me repeat that. By doing so, you are reclaiming control over your life. If you are someone that struggles with self-love and you also avoid being alone at all costs, then this is something that's going to be a big correlation for you. And you're going to see a lot of things kind of resonate with you within this podcast. And it's going to make you realize that this is something that you are probably, that you probably want to be working on. Now, when I speak of being alone, it's crucial to kind of distinguish between being alone, loneliness, all right? So these are two distinctly different things. So when I refer to being alone, I'm not talking about aimlessly scrolling through Instagram to escape, you know, what might otherwise seem like a dull moment or your downtime, okay? That does not qualify as genuinely being alone, okay? It's more about being at peace with yourself during such moments, all right? So it's very, very different. So let's talk about a few of the main benefits that happen when you kind of truly learn to be alone and at peace with it, right? So you become less dependent on others. 
So this essentially means that when you choose to spend time with people and engage in social interactions, it's because you want to, not because you need to, all right? So this newfound appreciation for your own company becomes a significant positive alternative, especially when those who haven't traditionally enjoyed being alone In contrast, the idea of not enjoying your own company can seem rather unpleasant, okay? Like, because you're like, well, fuck, I have to put up with these people because if I don't, I have nothing and I hate being by myself. I hate it. I fucking hate it. I can't stand my own company. So then you really don't have a choice in the situation. This whole thing of like, beggars can't be choosers, right? You also learn way more about yourself, right? You can only learn about yourself when you have these moments of pause in your life to ask yourself and have a bit of an insight into what you want, right? You can ask yourself, are you happy with this current situation or are you not and why? And dig into it further. If you don't spend time alone, you know, you can't do that essentially, all right? So If you dislike being alone, you might find yourself in situations or relationships that do not bring you fulfillment. This is because you're willing to accept any company or circumstance just to avoid solitude. I mean, what a waste of time, right? Another downfall with staying in an unhealthy or toxic situation like relationships out of fear of being alone, many people postpone ending such relationships until they kind of had this guaranteed replacement because they perceive um, solitude as the worst case scenario. So what my goal is by the end of this episode for the people that think this and feel that this is the worst case scenario, I want them to kind of, I want you to kind of change your mind and change your perspective of this so you don't feel this way. Okay, so the next thing I want to kind of talk about is this feeling of lonely versus being alone because they're two completely different things. And I'm not saying, oh, embrace it when you're fucking isolated and lonely. No, very different, okay? Feeling lonely is when you are lacking human connection and it's not by choice. It's when you feel isolated, either physically or emotionally, where you feel, you know, unheard, where you feel unsupported, or when you feel that you have no one around you. It's very, it's a very isolating experience and it can be very, very painful. And it often occurs in your hour of need. And if it goes on for too long, it can have really big implications on your mental health. It's also a feeling that arises when you kind of experience pain of a abandonment. You know, this feeling of lonely where you feel like that no one understands you. The person closest of like to you has left you. Normally this is like a romantic person in your life. You know, they have left you and it feels like a massive void that can't be filled. All right. So along with heartbreak, we also feel loneliness. It's not by choice and we suffer. If, if you look at it when the world went into lockdown for COVID, right? And what that did for a lot of people's mental health, people were experiencing loneliness because it was not by choice and it was very prolonged in a lot of countries where they were lacking that human connection, which is very, very necessary. They didn't have the choice. They wanted the people to support them. They were feeling very isolated. That there is loneliness. Another way of feeling lonely And this could be this thing, you know, you can be surrounded by people all of the time and 
be feeling extremely lonely. The loneliness I had ever felt was when I was in a relationship where he just didn't love me or cared about me and didn't, and I didn't want to talk about it at all. And that was my choice not to talk about it. But the reason I didn't want to tell anyone about how bad it was because I didn't want to run the relationship through the dirt in case, you know, things started to turn around. I was always hopeful that things would get better. I also didn't want people to think poorly of him. And I also didn't want people to think that I'm an idiot for staying in the relationship, even though I already knew that I was. Because a part of me knew that it was. It was it was so cooked, okay, the whole situation. But I also couldn't, all right? I could I struggled to see how I could leave. So I felt extremely lonely. I felt so isolated even though I was surrounded by someone and I kind of felt stuck, you know? You feel that you have no one to turn to. And this one had nothing to do with physical proximity to people around me. It had to do with the emotional feeling, you know, of being unheard or feeling that I couldn't be heard because, you know, you you can't tell someone what you are going through because you think it's going to have really terrible, you know, repercussions on the relationship, on yourself, you know, all that sort of shit. You know, you're going to have a bad rap. That is feeling lonely. And the problem is when you're in one of those toxic situations feeling extremely lonely, you don't do anything to kind of change it because you think nothing could be worse than this and experiencing this feeling and not having my partner with me and not having, you know, even if not having that, even if it is toxic, you know, that whole concept of when it's good, it's good enough. You know, I can't be by myself sort of mentality. But the problem is that you fear the alternative so much. And in reality, nothing good can happen. Nothing can really change, right? No major self-transformation can occur until you learn about yourself and truly understand yourself. And this comes from being alone, from spending time with just yourself, okay? You can't know what you truly want until you ask yourself what you want. And you can't know where you want to be headed until you pause and kind of just check in with yourself. And some people go decades and decades without even checking in with themselves and asking themselves, is this the life? Or are these experiences what I want to put up with for the rest of my life? You know, and like, are these the standards? Is this what I've settled for my whole life and now I'm decades on and I'm looking back and I'm not happy? And a lot of people that feel this way are those ones that have so many people relying on them. Okay, they're almost like a matter that ended up, you know, identifying with feeling needed that they just spread themselves so thin and they never really truly take time out for themselves to be alone and to think, is this the life I want to live? Is this what I want? Is this as good as it's going to get? And am I okay with that? Where you are right now, I want you to be able to start asking yourself these questions, okay? Because I don't want you to go 10 years down the track and think, oh, fuck, you know, I've never checked in with myself like properly enough, right? (laughs) So start asking yourself these questions. Just stop, take a moment and evaluate your life, okay? Now, to summarize this point, feeling lonely is not a choice. It's a state of suffering that can emotionally and mentally be taxing, okay? And choosing to be alone is a intentional decision to spend quality time with yourself, right? Whether for re- relaxation, clarity, healing, or simply just to savor the moment of solitude. Who knows, all right? Whatever it is to you, understand 
this difference, right? It is vital to, in navigating your journey towards, you know, that self-awareness and personal growth that you're on. Now, there are two kinds of being alone. So I kind of want to break these down into two categories And they're both pretty important. Number one is being physically alone and enjoying it. This can be the ability to do tasks alone, you know, living alone, traveling alone, eating alone, going out for a walk alone, going to the movies alone, um, sitting and having a coffee alone at a cafe, reading a book by yourself and feeling okay with doing it. Okay. It's not this idea of like, I've got severe anxiety sitting at this cafe and I'm alone and everyone's watching me and feeling sorry for me. No. That's all like negative talk in your head that you've created that people probably haven't even noticed that you're sitting there by yourself, right? But I'm not going to be talking about forcing yourself to do it, okay? I'm talking about naturally doing it, you know, doing it so it feels good, okay? That's the first thing, all right? Physical, if it's a physical thing that you're doing. The second one involves taking time to be alone for your mental well-being, all right? So unlike the first category where... You might still be occupied with activities. This form of solitude revolves around moments of stillness and silence, all right? It can be in the form of meditation or journaling where you're solely in your own company. You know, it's free from engaging in tasks, scrolling through social media, watching TV or reading. It's about genuinely connecting with your inner self, even if you're not actively asking questions or seeking answers, you know, just simply sitting and being at ease with your own thoughts. This is the essence of mental solitude, all right? So both have a lot of importance because if you can't learn to love being alone physically and mentally, you're going to kind of sacrifice a lot of things in your life to avoid this. You're going to find yourself in situations that just aren't good for you, that are going to stress you out and that cause you pain that cause you emotional pain because you're scared of being alone okay you're you're going to miss out on so many opportunities because a lot of the time we really want to do something but we think oh well I can only do it if you do it with me you know like a lot of people spend their whole life with this bucket list you know of things that they want to do but their partner you know their life partner is just not interested so we think oh well you know I can't I can't do it because you don't you didn't want to do it with me you know that's not their problem right they obviously just don't have the same likes as you if you actually enjoyed being alone you could go ahead and you could go and do it alone So in this situation, you've decided that being alone is not an option and that it has to be done with your partner. So now you're counting on your partner having the same wants and desires as you in order for you to live out that dream. Like, that's ridiculous. So you're basically at the mercy of someone else's likes and dislikes or your partner is at the mercy of your likes and dislikes. How is that you being independent? Now, one of the reasons why you probably avoid it so much is because we and like you, not just you, like people in general avoid being alone quite a lot and find it quite surprising. If if you're someone that avoids it and then you've got a friend that's doing all this shit alone, you know, living alone, traveling alone, you might find it quite surprising and you might pity them maybe because you, it's just not, it's such a weird concept to you. Like you can't wrap your head around it, right? But a lot of people feel that way, especially more now than ever before. And this is because we have so much at our fingertips, you know, to entertain ourselves that we've lost the ability to just be alone. 
Like one reason people often avoid being alone is that we live in an era where constant entertainment and distractions are readily available, you know, leaving little room for solitude. How often do you genuinely walk somewhere without headphones, you know, without being on your phone and without feeling the need for constant stimulation, all right? Do you know how rare it is for someone to just walk with no device in their hand? Or even like notice the people walking by themselves. They've always got a device or something in their hand, right? But trust me, there's nothing wrong with these things, all right? I always go for walks with headphones in or on my phone. Like that's not the point. But I'm saying that that's an example of how we've gotten so good at filling up every moment when we're doing something without somebody else filling up with constant distraction and constant stimulation. So How do you think you're going to ever figure out what it is that you want and what you don't want if every second of your day when you're physically by yourself to truly understand your desires and preferences, right? You need moments of solitude. If every moment that you are by yourself and you've filled it with external stimulation such as social media, podcasts, TV, you know, music, You'll struggle to gain insight into your own thoughts and aspirations, all right? Establishing a practice of spending time alone, even if it's just once a day, it's crucial for your self-discovery, all right? Some people argue that they can't do it because their minds race 100 miles per hour and they feel uncomfortable with the stillness, all right? However, learning to be comfortable in your own presence is a skill worth cultivating and learning for your personal growth and fulfillment, okay? Sometimes in life, we have to do uncomfortable things, okay? And that's the only way we can get curious in life. It's the only way we can grow in life. We can learn things is stepping out of our comfort zones and putting ourselves in places of discomfort, okay? That's probably a really important life lesson right there. So, There's this concept I came across, and I can't quite remember who or where, but it was when I went through my breakup. But I know it's someone that is, you know, really good at meditating and does a lot of research, I think, in meditation, but don't quote me. But the concept is meditation is like an inbox. Like when you open your inbox after, you know, you've left it for a long time, it can be quite overwhelming, right? You know, you're flooded with unanswered emails, you know, that have accumulated over time. These emails, you know, represent thoughts and emotions, okay? Much like um, the concerns, the fears, insecurities, and, you know, negative self-talk that can fulfill our minds and overwhelm us, right? So this initial rush of thoughts during meditation can be daunting, causing, you know, discomfort and prompting many people to just to abandon the practice, all right, because it's that uncomfortable. So when you encounter a set overflow of emails, right, you don't just dismiss it entirely, all right, declaring you'll never check your emails again, like you never say that shit, all right? You tackle it gradually, don't you, right? So you delete what's unnecessary, addressing what requires your attention and organizing it efficiently, right? Well, at least that's how I do my emails and I highly recommend you do your emails like that. But anyways, back to the topic. Over time, your inbox becomes more manageable, right? With only just a few new messages arriving each day, allowing you to kind of respond as necessary. So this process eventually leads to an empty inbox, yeah? So a sense of peace, so to speak. So similarly with um, consistent meditation and moments of mental solitude, your mind becomes clearer and more manageable. So by dedicating time to sit with your thoughts and emotions, you can address 
underlying fears, insecurities, and, you know, reoccurring thoughts that require your attention, much like an email box. So it's not about forcing yourself to like kind of confront every thought, but it's a, but it's more about acknowledging them and seeing if you really need to address it. All right. So sometimes it's about recognizing patterns of your thinking as well and or your negative self-talk even. So as you work through this so-called inbox of thoughts and emotions, you'll find that with time and effort, your mental space will become less and less cluttered. Okay. So it'll just become clearer. And just like an empty inbox, it brings kind of a sense of relief and organization, you know, regular moments of meditation or mental solitude lead to inner peace. I don't know, that's just so woo-woo, and but it's true and I've experienced it. So now let's connect this concept to the idea of enjoying your own company. If you've been avoiding solitude for an extended period, you know, like your inbox of thoughts and emotions have grown and are overwhelming you, this is why you dislike being alone. Instead of fearing it, consider allocating a short period of time, perhaps, you know, set a timer for 10 minutes or if 10 minutes is too scary, do, you know, five, two, whatever, and just sit with your thoughts for a second, all right? Observe what arises and what comes to you. Are there reoccurring fears and insecurities, you know? Do you notice negative self-talk patterns, right? So by acknowledging and addressing these, you begin to process and declutter your mental space, right? So here's the beauty in it. As you become more comfortable with being alone and working through your inner thoughts, your standards of people you choose to spend time with will likely rise a little higher, all right? Self-actualized individuals often have smaller social circles because they've learned to kind of call out and distance themselves from people who don't serve their well-being, all right? It's not about labeling others as good and bad, but it's about having a clear idea of who you want to surround yourself with. When you're genuinely enjoying your own company, you're less likely to tolerate relationships that aren't fulfilling you. So quality relationships should be the goal as well, whether it's in a friendship or romantic partnerships, right? So I've I've mentioned this in a couple of podcasts before. You can just go back and um, listen to them. I uh, can't quite remember which one. I did do a friend conflict one last week, um, but I can't quite remember. I think it's comparison and competition. I spoke to this, but I'll just quickly touch on again. But if you find yourself in a group where someone is kind of mistreating you and others are just simply observing it, it's crucial for you to recognize this and address it and take action, okay? Because it's not okay, all right? True True friends will seek to reconnect to you when you step back from these situations, right? If they genuinely care about you, they will seek to reconnect. And if you're met with kind of an indifference or a negative vibe or negative reactions, it's a sign that these just really weren't your people in the first place, all right? And they just weren't the connections that you're meant to have. So remember, you should never feel compelled to endure discomfort or mistreatment in any relationships, no matter what they are, okay? Just because you fear being alone, okay? So learning to enjoy your own company empowers you to set higher standards of people you invite into your life, creating and fulfilling an authentic social circle. So that's that. Okay, so the final point I kind of want to cover is your minimum standard, all right? So 
what you are, what you do, and how you feel when you're alone, that there serves as your baseline, right? That is your minimum standard. And if you don't establish this minimum standard, you'll end up accepting fucking subpar treatment from so many people and other things in your life, all right? It's essential that you kind of set the bar for how you treat yourself and how you experience your solitude without this standard. Because like without this standard, you might find yourself tolerating negative influences from different aspects of your life, including like partners, so-called friends, acquaintances, people you spend time with, and even family, all right? So in a moment, I'll give you um, a challenge to kind of help you learn to enjoy your solitude. But you need to know that it's critical to realize that fearing being alone because you confuse it with loneliness will only hinder your personal growth, you know, you'll and prevent you from recognizing that you don't actually need certain things or people in your life. So you can choose to pursue what you what truly matters to you. You know, one of the most transformative periods of my life occurred after my breakup, right? At first it was so painful, but I decided to embrace the opportunity, embrace being alone. All right. I spent countless hours contemplating my life, my emotions and like my aspirations. Dramatic. I know, but during this time, I learned more about myself than I had ever before. Like I realized that my ultimate goal was not merely about achievements, but also about how I wanted to feel every day. So I aimed to wake up excited, happy, and just calm rather than being burdened with the impending sense of doom that I was going through, okay? So I discovered that without this person in my life, I was able to flesh out a clear version of what I truly wanted. The breakup pushed me out of my comfort zone and into solitude where I uncovered insights about myself that I would have never gained otherwise, okay? So being alone allowed me to explore and develop a profound understanding of my desires and aspirations. I I just encourage you to consider this, all right? You learn things about yourself that remain hidden if you don't give yourself the chance to just be alone and sit with yourself, okay? If you're someone kind of contemplating, you know, leaping into the unknown, like moving overseas or moving states, just doing something big in your life, the answer is 100% yes. You should have, you know, brought the ticket yesterday. Do it, do it, do it, okay? You have nothing to lose, but, you know, the money, the money will come and go, all right, in your life constantly. That's all, it, like, it's always just going to come and go. Sometimes there'll be a lot, sometimes there'll be nothing, all right? And without reason, without blowing everything and um, being on the streets, within reason, be prepared to lose a little bit of money to experience things in life, okay? So, for example, say you've been dumped, you know, you're in your 20s, your 30s, 40s, whatever, and you feel like you really need to be at home, you know, trying to find the next partner because your clock is ticking, yada, 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 all that shit, right? But you really want to live overseas or, like, do a year abroad. Like, go abroad. Go live overseas. If you have the money to go, and if you can work abroad and there's no question in your mind that that that's what you have to do because like by doing that you learn so much about yourself you grow as a person and when you come back whenever that may be you you start you know dating someone that person that you date is going to respect you so much more because you are going to know what you will and will not accept you will have it 
you know, just very clear. If you don't experience being alone, it's a lot harder to kind of get clarity, okay? And you can experience being alone if you are in a relationship as well, okay? Like I, I'm in a very healthy relationship and have been for two years with my beautiful partner and we have our alone time, right? He's at the gym at, actually at the moment while I'm here doing this passion project. So, so what I'm just trying to say is whether you're in a relationship or not, lost in life, stuck, whatever, do the thing, be in solitude, learn what you want and what you don't want in life, experience yourself by yourself with yourself, if that makes sense. (laughs) I really hope this made sense. (laughs) Okay, so now the task for the week, all right? My challenge for you guys this week is to kind of spend 30 minutes every single day with being alone, okay? 30 minutes. You can walk somewhere, you know, you can be doing that, but no music, no TV, no phone, no distractions, all right? You can go do tasks that has nothing distracting, you know, like um, walking somewhere, folding laundry. Um, I will allow journaling, meditating, that kind of stuff, you know, where you are in your own thoughts. Um, I don't want you doing like any vigorous exercise. Like I don't want you doing like a HIIT workout. That doesn't count. But, you know, you can um, you can go for a stroll, yes. You can go for a run, yes, because it's kind of just a repetitive thing. You know, it's kind of automatic. You know how to do that sort of stuff. So um, that's what I will allow, okay? And before you kind of embark on your 30 minutes, I kind of want you just to take Take note of how you feel before you go into it. Are you like, oh my God, this is a chore. This is going to be so uncomfortable. I don't like this, blah, 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 blah. Or are you like, oh my God, I'm so looking forward to this. I'm so ready to unpack what arises, okay? So I want you just to kind of see what comes up just before you do it. Write it down, note it, take a mental note. And just um, how did you feel after it as well, all right? So write it down. Have a little journal. So, like, do it over seven days. Give yourself seven days, 30 minutes a day, all right? If you have to build it up and start with five and then go 10 the next and then 15, 30, whatever you need to do to work your way up to it, do it, right? But have, like, a journal with you so you can kind of jot down what comes up and what thoughts really um, come through when you're doing this, all right? I am more than happy for you to slide into the podcast's DMs and have little chats about this. Um, it's at Get Curious Podcast. I can guarantee that various emotions will surface with this and you'll gain so much insight during this process about yourself. So that's that's kind of part one to the challenge. Now, part two, you can either do it during the seven days or you can wait till the following week to do this. But your task is to go to a cafe order a coffee and sit there alone and enjoy your drink. All right. So the key here is not to rush off with a takeaway coffee as you know, (laughs) it will just provoke an anxiety with you. Right. So instead sit down and ideally nothing in your hands. All right. Including your phone, bring a bag, put your phone in the bag or sit on your phone. You can bring a book if you find it incredibly, you know, daunting. So have that piece of distraction but the goal is to savor the experience and maybe engage with some people watching and just notice people I love doing that I loved doing that in France that was just oh loved it and I did it in Amsterdam too was the best all right getting off traffic there okay but this might provoke so many fucking feelings in people but this is your task okay so if you're going to freak out just grab a book and calm yourself down and then if you you know want to take it to the next level you can you know have a meal on your own you can go to the movies on your own or you can you know have a weekend away on your own and if you really 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 want to take it to the next level you can buy a ticket to the other side of the world and go have a good time okay i did this um when i was oh 
just before COVID actually in 2019, I booked a Kentucky tour and I went for a whole month by myself. I had the best time. All right. So those are all kind of the things you can build up to, to do. So to kind of just wrap all of this up, right? Look at your day and see where there are little pockets that you can start pulling time from and spending time with yourself, all right? And gradually make them bigger and bigger time slots in your day to a point where you might even block out a whole hour, who knows? But it's the biggest gift you can give yourself, okay? Because you start to ask yourself questions. You start listening to the answers. You start learning about yourself and things that you would never have learned otherwise. You start raising your standards and for how you want to, you know, be treated because then you start treating yourself better because now you are a priority in your own life. If you ever hang out with just yourself and you're telling yourself, I'm not good enough, you know, I'm not good enough to hang out with just myself, you know, it's an awful concept. Ask yourself this, how do you expect other people to respect you if you just simply don't respect yourself? So if, you, if you're not respecting yourself, you know, some people may respect you, some people may not, all right? It's a bit of a lottery there. But if you start respecting yourself and you can command the respect of other people around you, you know, because that's where your standard is, then, you know, your surroundings going to be better. Your everyday is going to be better, you know, because you have learned to respect yourself and be alone by yourself and enjoy your own company. It's oh, it's just, it's such a good thing to do, okay? Anyways, that is the podcast and I really hope that it helps you understand the differences of being alone versus loneliness and I hope that, you know, you can start taking time out of your day just to be with yourself, sit with yourself and learn about yourself. So, you know, if you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to rate it, share it with someone that you know that, you know, might be feeling lonely at the moment or being alone or might need a bit of a lift up and a bit of tools to help them through it. Um, that'd be greatly appreciated. Help me reach more people. Um, thank you so much for listening. Have a good one and I will catch you in next week's episode.